We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, my goodness. Just a magnificent performance from Julius Randle. Caps it off with another free throw. That's 44. One shy of his career high. He might get a chance to get it. Young back up top to Collins. Collins drives down the lane. Layup won't go. Rebound quickly, and the Knicks will dribble it out. What a thrilling win tonight. So many big plays down the stretch as the Knicks will win their third straight. And now 5-2 and two in their last seven games as they beat the Hawks for the second time this season. Behind their leader, Julius Randle. Oh, oh boy. Let's fucking go. Yes. This is the most fun Nick team. Um, it's more fun than the 2010-11 team. It's close. It's really close. Because that 2010-11 team was fun. But I, I'm going to give this the slightest of margins. 12-13 is, you know. But in terms of this century, I think you got 12-13. I can't say 11-12 because it was just insanity and the rest of that year was mostly miserable. Um, except for the last 15, 20 games. This Nick team is fun. And I am uh, – oh, man. Oh, this is fun. Okay. Um, here's the deal. I'm taking questions until I see Mr. Tom Thibodeau, the architect. Well, he's not the architect. What's if if Leon Rose is the architect? What is Tom Thibodeau? He's the uh, he's the general contractor of this Nick team until he pops up on my screen for a post game media question uh, media availability. So, um, give me some questions about this game, and I'm going to answer them uh, because man, do I want to talk about this until about two in the morning? Holy shit! Oof. When he hit the, I just have to say real quick. When he hit the the shot, um, the the long two, the rainbow two over the backboard. That my I had the that face. <clears throat> okay, 
Um, Jay Nees says, this was an important game for RJ. I completely agree. And I want to say real quick, um, I was on the, the media Zoom earlier today, and there were a couple of questions about leaving RJ on the bench in the fourth quarter. And I got the sense like, oh, shit, this is about to become a thing. This is about to become a story. And I love that um, Tibbs had faith in him to leave him out there. It was the right move. Um, he had a good first half, and um, Bullock and Burks did nothing in particular like that was special. And uh, Tibbs left him out there, and he hit, hit some big shots. So, yes, I agree. It's a massive game for RJ. Um, Manny Ortiz, closing lineup. I mean, let's just say it for what it is. Um, this is the closing lineup that I think everybody's going to want to see. When Mitchell Robinson is back, we can have a different conversation. But Julius Randle, Derek Rose, Emmanuel Quickly, R.J. Barrett, and whichever center you want to you want to say, um, yes, good job by Tibbs. Made the right made the right decision. Made the right decision. Everybody could see that. Um, and I actually wasn't sure. I thought maybe he would leave. He would leave, um, or he would take Rose out and put Peyton back in for defense. But hey, shout out to Derek Rose. Incredible defense on Trey Young there down the end of the end of that game. Not a guy who's known for defense. Um, do we trade Rivers? I don't really care. Um, do do do. Uh, questions coming fast and furious. I'm trying to get as many as I can. Jeremy Chase. Does Trey Young go to the barber and just say, "Give me, the, <laughs> give me the Kramer"? Yes, he does. Except Kramer had a full head of hair as opposed to whatever the hell this is. Michael Aaron, anyone who's still down on Tibbs is delusional. I completely agree. Um, a really quick apology. Somebody uh, went in the super chat last uh, post game and I did not get a chance to answer their question. My wife told me afterwards I missed it. Should we trade RJ now that quickly has come on so much? No, we should not trade RJ now. RJ Barrett is a piece of this foundation and I am very comfortable saying that. Um, do, do, do. Julius Randle is the greatest player of all time. I can't disagree. Um, Jason M. Obi didn't play much, but I like what I saw. I also like what we saw from Obi. He's a rookie. He's playing like a rookie. Uh, but he gave them, you know, some good moments, which is all you want from Obi is a couple of good minutes every game, and that's what he gave it. Um, <laughs> Trey Young and Sabonis tied for the most hateable players. I don't really, I don't really hate Demonis Sabonis. I actually like him. Okay. Um, Colin, what's up, Colin? Nice to see you again. How's the six-dollar bottle of wine going down? Carmelo had forty-five against Atlanta, and we lost. Julius had forty-four against Atlanta, and we win. Just saying. Um, good comment, Julius. Um, here's the thing that I love most about Julius this game. Obviously, he had it going, but he kept making the right play. When there was a pass to be made, he made it, and just absolute. Shout out to him for doing that. Oh, we got the uh, we got the old backdrop up, but no tibs yet, so I'll I'll wait. Um, do do do, boy boy twenty eight. Hey, what's up, boy boy? What's our next move? Got to use that cap space. Um, shameless plug for fri uh, tomorrow's Knicks Film School um, newsletter, in which I pitch a trade to help Toronto get Andre Drummond and give us a piece that I think we're going to be able to use. Um, I don't think they're going to make a huge move. I don't, I don't think the Beal thing is happening. And I, um, I think they're going to make moves around the margins. So Michael Aaron. Wow. Thank you, Michael Aaron. 
Um, I had a handful of Nick shows I watched, and then you started doing these, and now they don't hold a candle. Love everything you're doing, man. Man, I am just a fan living a dream. Uh, the fact that you everybody comes in here and, and listens to me talk after these games. I talk to myself after these games, or I talk to my wife after these games who doesn't listen to me. She just mostly wants me to go away. So the fact that I could come in here and talk to you all, Thank you for that. Um, I really do appreciate it. Um, how do you think <laughs> my wife laughing in the room? How do you think the Randall Obi lineup looked? Um, looked a little. It looked like it hadn't played together a lot. That's what it looked like. Um, our death lineup might be something. Good comment. I let's can we name that the death lineup? I think the closing lineup deserves to be named the death lineup. Jason M says Norman Powell. Yes, Norman Powell. Love me some Norman Powell. Uh, thanks, James. You're the man. I appreciate you. Um, cute, cute girl, uh, BK. I'm a huge skeptic. I love what Randall is doing. Um, I oh, where'd the comment go? I still want to flip him for multiple picks. LOL. At least she's laughing at herself because here's the thing: um, teams are going to come at the Knicks with trade offers for Julius Randall. Like they'd be crazy not to. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna look at them and they're gonna look at themselves and they'd be like, "Holy shit, Julius Randle's hitting a three now, and he's hitting it consistently. He's always been a good, smart cutter. He's been a guy you could just, you know, hit on the roll. Um, he doesn't. Even if we have two guys who need to have the ball in their hands before Julius Randle, this guy could still help us win a playoff series, maybe a couple playoff series. Teams are gonna offer multiple picks." I am fully confident sitting here today that the Knicks are going to get offers of multiple first-round picks for Julius Randle, and I cannot believe I'm saying that. But they're going to get those offers. I, I, you know, are there going to be from teams that the first-round picks aren't very good? Yeah. Um, you know, is the is any team going to give up like a really really sweet young player for Randle? Probably not. But they're going to get offers, and man, oof, gosh. I don't think you – how do you trade a guy like this? How do you trade a guy doing this? Um, I missed the two <laughs> – no, I saw it. I shouted James out. I love my wife. She's the best. Um, I would take a bullet for IQ2, uh, Mazone. Theo Pinson, bench MVP. Um, yeah, they're going to be garbage picks. I agree with that. Um, what's up, Will? Uh, do, 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 and oh, is sweet young player, uh, Julius Randle. Julius Randle's 26 years old. Um, so Shaq Gunn says, again, you don't think Julius is a max player? Question mark. Are there five players 26 or younger you're picking over Julius? Well, picking over Julius is, is a tough question because you're, you're talking about guys on rookie contracts and that have untapped upside. Um, I don't. I don't want to get into Julius ranking Julius Randle amongst the you know certain players, twenty six or under in the league. But he's a max player. Um, keeps this shit up. He's a max player in the league today. Where 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 Tobias Harris is getting paid forty million dollars a year. Where, um, my God, look at some of the contracts that were handed out, the extensions that were handed out over the summer. Um, guys that are like. Decent players, like starters for decent teams, getting 15, and 16, and 17 million dollars a year, where Clint Capella gets 18 million dollars a year. Like, how is Julius Randle not a max player? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, especially again, the three point shot, man. I don't, I don't know that that how real this is, but um, Julius Randle is is worth 
is worth anything right now. Um, Zach Santos, do we trade our two first round picks this year now? Gosh, for for what? Am I am I getting Bradley Beal? Um, unless I'm getting Bradley Beal, then no, I don't think I'm trading either first round pick this year. I'm not actually sure that there's going to be a player on the trade market who I would trade either of those picks for other than Bradley Beal. Um, so yeah, Tobias is getting 40 a year. Check the, check the numbers, maybe 38 a year, whatever it is. Um, what else we got? What else we got? Randall's going to command at least 110 million for four years, man, that'd be a bargain at this point. Uh, Rosen quickly finishing the game in the backcourt was beautiful from William E. I completely agree. And I have a feeling this was not going to be the last time that we see those two finish the game in the backcourt together. Um, William Xavier Beal and Randall can win a chip question mark. If Bradley Beal and Julius Randall were your two best players. Oh, you'd need to have a stack team. RJ. I need one more guy. I need one more guy. I need RJ. I need uh, quickly off the bench. I need one more big time guy in the starting lineup before you could talk me into that. I can talk myself into a lot of stuff. I, I need a little bit more. need a little bit more to talk myself into that. Even I have my limits. I'm sorry. Um, what else we got? Uh, Julius for most improved player from Michael Gardner. Interesting question. Um, I think they're going to have trouble uh, giving most improved player to a guy who – his most improved candidacy is built so much on the you have to watch the team every night because unless you're watching the team every night, I don't think the stats are going to pop enough for him to get enough votes. Do I think he should be in the conversation for most improved player? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Tom Romano with the comment of the night, I give my parents vaccine to Randall. If my mom didn't already get her vaccine, I would do the same. Great comment. You win. You win tonight. Um, Jason M. There was a point where Rose was doing a little bit too much, but then they gave the ball to IQ to run the offense. That's a really smart comment. Rose, a couple of times there, um, you know, he, he again, the guy won the MVP. So when he's out there, when he's doing his thing, there are going to times where he's going to be like, oh, shit. I was the MVP. I'm going to do some stuff. I'm going to try to I'm going to try to commandeer the offense. For the most part, though, I've seen so much less of that in Rose's second stint here now than, you know, several years ago. And um, look, the offense coming off of Emmanuel Quickly's hands is just, it works because they have to defend the three. And they don't have to just defend the three at 21 feet or 22 feet or 23 feet or anything. They have to defend him out of out to 25, 26, 27 feet because he's putting up those shots and he's making those shots. And when you have that guy, and we could name the guys in the league that do that, it has a, an effect on the entire offense. And then the fact that all you need to do is set a pick for that dude. And he all he needs is one pick. And he gets behind the teeth of the defense. And if you have spacing around him and, and teams can't key in on – um, you know, his ability to use that pick to get into the lane because once he gets into the lane and he's still a rookie, he's going to start to make those correct passes more and more and more and more. And you saw him think a little bit too much tonight when he got into the lane. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Emmanuel quickly handling the offense down the stretch. Um, Jeremy Chase, I'm going to be so mad when Trey Young makes the all-star team and Julius Randle doesn't. Uh, don't say that. I thought the same thing five times tonight. Oh, God. <laughs> Is there... 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Giovanni Mistretta, is there a surgery? Mistretta, is there a surgery Nerlens can get get for bigger, uh, softer hands? I wish. Um, MC's audio thoughts on Kevin Herter's game. Um, I mean, I thought he had a bad game tonight. I generally like Kevin Herter's game a lot. And if the Knicks were ever going to sell or if the Hawks were going to sell low on him, I would buy. And on that note, coach, coach is here. I will see everybody later. Thank you for coming and, uh, be well. Okay. Just got done with the, uh, post game media stuff. Got to hear from. Mr. Tibbs, got to hear from Mr. Randall, got to hear from Mr. Barrett, got to hear from Mr. Quickly, um, and uh, recording this, by the way, yeah, um, so after I took some questions before, had a set, chance to settle down now after after that win, um, because God was the excitement flowing through my veins after that one, as it should be for every Nick fan. Um. I just want to say a couple more more things because I I really I really do feel some wins are more significant than others, and that was a big game. It was a big game because of how they won it. It was a big game because again, that's a game that this team loses ten times out of ten in years past, where they come out and, uh, you know, start hot and then the other team fights back. And then, you know, the Knicks just lay down and die because that's what the Knicks always do. Not this Nick team. And you listen at the post games and it was, it's the same thing over and over and over. Tibbs, the players, everybody about the preparation and about commitment to winning and commitment to the right plays. And it's easy to say all that shit. It really is. We've heard it before in, in, you know, a lot of training camps early on in past seasons, but but those sound bites tend to subside more and more as the seasons go on um, in years past because you can't stand up there and say those things when you're losing game after game and you're not playing the right way and you're not playing unselfishly. And they continue to do that. And what made Julius Randle's performance tonight so incredible is that it was a microcosm of his entire year. And I say that not because of the points that he scored, because he's been scoring all year, but obviously, you know, 44 points is is a new season high, almost a, a new career high. 
but because even though he has every right to be taking way more bad shots for this team than he's taking right now. And I, I shouldn't even say that because I don't really think he's taking any bad shots for this team. Even though he has the right to do that because he is clearly more talented than anybody else on this team. All due respect to RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly, who are young players who at some point, you know, will be in contention for the, the, the level that Julius Randall is at right now. Hopefully we pray right now. They're not. And, and no one else's um, all due respect to Derek Rose, former league MVP. He ain't there right now. Um, you know, I don't know who else you want to say. Julius Randle could, could be taking all kinds of bad shots. If you look around the league, other stars, I mean, Trey young tonight when he wasn't, you know, winding his way to the foul line, um, you know, taking, you know, off the dribble, 28, 29 footers, like, He's a second year, or excuse me, he's a, a third year player and he's doing that shit. Um, other stars around the league do it. You know, just take bad shots. Julius Randle has not done it. Even when he had it going tonight, just as he has every other game this season, if there is a play to be made that does not involve him shooting the ball, he will make the play, he will make the pass. Time and time again tonight, I think he only ended up with four assists, but there were so many other passes that he made to guys who were open and just missed a shot. And the Knicks, you know, have a lot of guys who are going to miss shots when they're open. I mean, that's they, they I know they hit a lot of threes tonight, but just in general, they don't have a lot of guys who, who convert as many open looks as some other teams, which is why when I, I keep listening to podcasts and, and reading stuff from NBA analysts and this, that, and the other thing, about about who's their NBA All Star and and or their, who's on their NBA All Star team and it comes to Julius Randle and it's always the same shit. Oh yeah, he's having a really nice season, you know, um, really nice season for New York. You know, didn't make my team, but really nice season for fuck that, fuck that. No, when you have a guy who is doing as much for his team as Julius Randle is doing and making every right play and has them within a game of 500 with the talent level that they have and with the preseason expectations that they had, there's no, he's having a nice season, but he didn't quite make my team. No, no, no. Julius Randle's an NBA all-star. And if you NBA analyst need to watch some more games to for, Nick games to, for that to be, be a reality for you and for that to sink in, do your homework, man, because shit like it's obvious. It's obvious because he does more for this team than just about anybody else. You want to say, okay, um, you want to give me Joel Embiid. You want to give me Giannis. You want to give me Kevin Durant. I'll I'll hear arguments on those three. That's fine. But he's doing more for his team than, you know, just going through the standings. He's doing more for the Knicks than either of the Celtics guys are doing for, for their team. He's doing more for the Knicks by far than either of the Pacers guys are doing for their team. By the way, all of a sudden, um, Knicks 14 and 15, Pacers 14 and 14. Like, I don't want to hear NBA record as being an, an argument for Sabonis or Brogdon. Like, Julius Randle goes in ahead of those guys. 
You take Chris Middleton off the box. You take Drew Holiday off the box. You take Ben Simmons off the Sixers. Those teams are still going to be fine. They're not going to be as good. You take Julius Randle off the Knicks. They have 14 wins. What do they have? They have, what do they have? Three wins? They have four wins? Five? Maybe? If that? I don't think so. I think they, I think they're the worst team in the league. Going down the line, um, you know, Gordon Hayward doing a lot for Charlotte. Doesn't have Julius's um, total impact in terms of numbers. The team isn't as good. He definitely has more help. Zach Levine, sorry, Bulls are 11 and 15. I know he's putting up great stats, but the on-off numbers say, you know what? His team doesn't really miss him all that much at all when he's not in the game. They're better when he's on the bench. That's what the numbers say. No such story for Julius Randle with the Knicks. You want to give me what? Trey Young? You want to give me Bam Adebayo? Those teams aren't even in the playoff picture right now. Um, Trey Young's a one-way player that put up, puts up brilliant offensive stats. His numbers are better than Julius on the offensive end. Julius has been a two-way player. Julius's team is better. Um, you want to give me that Young does more for is more important for his team than Julius is for his. Again, that's a conversation, but whose team's better? So even if Trey Young means a little more, the the, the proof is in the pudding here with Randall. Um, same thing with, with Bam Adebayo. Until Jimmy Butler came back, where were the Heat? Julius Randall doesn't have um, Jimmy Butler coming through that door. So I'm sorry, Bam Adebayo. I know you are the love of every NBA analyst's life. And you make like every little play and do so many little things. Well, guess what? Julius Randle's doing a lot of that shit too. And if you'd watched every game, you'd have known it. And I know people who are listening to this right now and watching this who have watched every game have seen it with their own eyes. I mean, please, people trying to make a case for Nikola Vucevic, 10 and 18 magic. I mean, Bradley Beal's going to get in and, and that's fine. Washington's eight and 17. Like you don't think Julius Randle could be putting up 30 points a game right now. Um, if he wanted to with how he's been playing and the Knicks would be worse off for it, which gets me back to the first thing I said, he's making the right play. Always making the right play does not take a possession off on defense ever. He was doing that left and right last year. Does not do it this year. He's making an impact on that end of the floor, a positive impact on that end of the floor. I I don't, I don't know what else the man has to do. If you are looking and you are paying attention and you don't think that Julius Randle, the best player, the only player that's that's I'll end on that note. You look at the top six seeds in the East right now, Philadelphia 76ers, have three guys in the all-star conversation, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Milwaukee Bucks, three guys in the all-star conversation, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Um, Brooklyn Nets, three guys in the all-star conversation, probably going to have three guys that make the team, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Um, Indiana Pacers, two guys prominently in the all-star conversation, Sabonis and Brogdon, and I've heard people mention Miles Turner as a guy who should get some consideration. 
Boston Celtics, two guys who are probably going to make the team, Tatum, Jalen Brown, and a guy who made the team last year in Kemba Walker. Every single one of those teams, three guys, three guys, three guys, three guys, three guys. New York Knicks, there isn't, I mean, again, all due respect to R.J. Barrett, who is having a wonderful season as a second-year player, considering where he was last year and considering what some of the expectations were for him coming into this year. But he's not in this conversation. There is no one else remotely in the outskirts of the all-star conversation. It's just Julius Randle. He's doing everything and more. So, you know, I don't know whether he's going to make it. Um, I know he's not going to get voted in. Uh, maybe the other coaches in the league look at this and be like, oh, this is all, that's all Thibodeau. We'll, we'll vote for Tibbs for coach of the year, but we, we can't put Julius as an all-star ahead of some of these other guys. That's wrong because look, I have sung Tom Thibodeau's praises as much as anyone. I, I quite frankly admire the man. Um, I think he, he has done something that for everybody who again, wants to complain um, about things he's not doing right or things, he, you know, adjustments he need to make. The team is where the team is. And a lot of guys have come here before and had more talent to work with and done a lot less with it. So Tib should get all the praise in the world. Um, it's it's looking like him and Quinn, Quinn Snyder for coach of the year right now. Uh, I don't even know who you'd put else, who else you put in that conversation, to be honest with you. But don't don't use that to discount how important Randall is because Tom Thibodeau is a great coach. He's not a fucking magician. And if he didn't have a horse to tie his wagon to this year, this team would not be anywhere near where it is right now. And they're 14 and 15 still have the third best defense in the league. Got a positive scoring margin margin. This is not fool's gold. Um, He's an all-star. He's an NBA all-star. And that is that. And on that note, thanks for listening to the post-game pod, guys. And uh, see you soon.